0: Welcome to my podcast, Pathfinder, Growth Stories for Personal Success, with a new episode that will help you learn and grow in your chosen path to achieve massive success. I'm your host, Anil Mishra. Most of us feel very proud and inspiring to hear stories of backbencher students who make really big in the business world. Today, we have got a very special guest who is a successful serial entrepreneur, author, and was one of the backbenchers like many of us. We will hear more on this story of backbencher, top-notch employee to successful business owner from our guest today. Our guest for today's episode is Raghav Unaski, a Harvard Business School alumni, social media influencer, author, marketing leader, and successful serial entrepreneur. He's an expert in branding, marketing, product launch, and digital transformation. Raghav founded and ran h Consulting to fulfill a vision to transform enterprises through digital marketing and sales enablement. After successfully selling it to Valley-based venture capitalists for $1.2 million, he has co-founded Folks Group. He is also active in the nonprofit and political worlds as well with organizations like UN, Cry, and iCanvas.org. His TEDx talk at CMRTC on life lessons from his education, engineering, and entrepreneurship is very popular and inspiring. It is available in YouTube. And I'll recommend you guys to go ahead and listen to that episode. Raghav has worked with HP, Google, Infosys, Signity across product marketing and branding roles. He has been board member and advisor in addition to running his successful businesses. Some of the accolades he has received on the way are, he has been Economics Times' young leader, Forbes' top social media influencer. He's a best-selling author. He has authored uh, two books, Brandopedia on Branding Strategies, available on Amazon, and Dust to Dawn on Personal Finance. And Raghav will be announcing a third, very, very popular book uh, in our show today as well. He's a digital transformation mover and shaker. He's winner of multiple national and international awards for marketing and branding campaigns. He's a regular keynote speaker at various global events. This story is of determination, hard work, passion, and making some difficult choices on the way to achieve one's dream. Let's get started. Hello, Raghav, welcome to our show. And I'm excited to have you here we will have some really great conversations today. And I'm sure our audience can learn some real great stuff and be inspired.
1: Hey Anil, thank you so much for having me on your show. I can't tell you how excited I am talking to you uh, and, and thank you so much for all the kind words um, and for the introduction. And, and I would say being the last Brencher has been like my most favorite tagline than you know being in Harvard alumni or being a UN member and all of that. So. So thank you so much. And it, it's, it's a privilege to be on your show, Anil.
0: Wonderful, Raghav. So I am, uh, you know, super excited to get started. So why don't you share a brief around your background and your journey from the early days for our listeners? Um,
1: sure. So <laughs> so uh, my journey has been like very, very colorful. And uh, God has been extremely kind that I found right mentors, right friends, um, you know right bosses peers and great colleagues like you that i worked and learned so much and 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 life has been a great story of blessing so i will i will start uh you know right from the point where i was the last venture so 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 i was while growing up i was from a you know from a remote uh, district place um in, in 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 the in the in, in the region called mantralem and then uh, my dad was a banker so every 3 years he used to get transferred from one location to another and uh, as a result of that i would change my school every th- you know once in 3 years i was never very you know enthused or you know ac- very excited about studying and you know scoring good grades and things like that my heart always was in doing business and you know trying to see how money grows money and things like that so so I was a student who was probably, you know, barely would be able to manage to score between 48 to 52, 53 percent every year.
0: And, Are you and, kidding me, Raghav?
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not. Uh, so, so that that so that was the kind of student I was, and um, and you know, um, I was fortunate enough that somehow I I kind of managed to score I think just around 52 percent in my in my 12th grade and was able to barely manage to get, you know, an engineering seat in, in, in a very remote college in, in Northern part of Karnataka. So, so that's how my engineering journey began. And obviously, you know, it was no different than my school or college days. I was like barely managing to get through each semester. Um, but, uh, but what happened was, uh, you know, while I was studying my engineering, my mom, um, had a massive cardiac arrest and, uh, and she had a, she had a problem called cardiomygale. So, so cardiomygale is a situation where the, the size of the human being's heart gets enlarged and it takes a lot of, you know, load to pump the blood. So, so doctor kind of told that, you know, maybe she will not make it for too long and things like that. And, and that's when my mom, you know, kind of started expressing her worry, her concern that I was not living the right life. And, um, So she was still in the hospital in the ICU and, you know, she called me and said, I don't know what will happen to your life, the way you are living your life. I'm very, very concerned and worried and uh, I don't think you will be able to go too far in life and don't do that. She's like, life is very precious. Try to do something good. And she said, if, you know, it is possible for you to change and be a great man before I die, that will be the best gift that you can give to your mom. So... So while I was like we had we had like a bajaj Chetak scooter back in those days and while I was driving back from hospital to my house almost like 45 minutes, I just had tears flowing from my eyes and I thought uh, maybe, you know, my mom will probably leave for, you know, a few months or a few years and the only thing that I can do to keep her happy is study well and I don't know suddenly, you know, people say, right, uh, you know, stars align when when things have to fall in place. So since then, uh, I think I was in the like third semester. From third semester to eighth semester, I kind of accumulated 21 gold medals in my engineering
0: college. <laughs> wow. So that that's that's been the turning point. Yeah,
1: yeah, I mean, yeah. And then I was surprised after my engineering that my mom still made it and she was still alive. <laughs> I was very happy, and uh, God's grace, she's hale and healthy. She's with us, and she continues to you know bless me and inspire me. So so that has been the story in in you know college days in my early school days
0: and things like that absolutely uh, raghav i think you know most of us will be you know super excited to hear because uh, everybody has got this in mind that you know probably you have to be the best and then only you know success can follow but i think you are a great you know living example for sure so why don't you talk about uh, your entry into the corporate world uh, I I heard you mentioned, you know, you were not that great, but then you have been some real, you know, great employee for many corporations. So why don't you talk about a bit around that as well?
1: Sure. So, so, so like I told earlier, right, my, my heart always used to beat for, for money, for business, for management. I, I was the most talkative guy in my whole gang and I enjoyed chit chatting, talking, you know, doing various things. I mean, coding was never my cup of tea but uh, you know being a computer science engineer uh, the natural job option that I had was uh, you know to join a large US MNC uh, I joined HP uh, as the device driver programmer and uh, and I was my my role was to you know do coding to you know manage printers, scanners and copiers of HP and um, yeah. while I was doing that uh, I knew that I was I could I could buy hard things very easily but i was never understanding the logic behind the programming so so when i kind of when i was in training i was the topper people knew that this guy with so many gold medals and great grades he'll be like the top notch programmer but but you know life had something else in the store <laughs> i was the most terrible programmer that anybody can imagine i mean i'll tell you a small example right i wrote a code of like roughly i think around 3 400 lines and it had like almost 800 bugs in it <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: so, so so, so, my manager was kind enough he, he thought he will fire me and then he thought oh you know, this guy will be disheartened so he told I'll put you in a PIP program and then you can probably improve and come back and uh, prove yourself and I like an idiot thought PIP is like some great program and an honor I went and updated Orkut which was the social media back in those days saying hey I'm the only guy from my batch to be selected in PIP so so he, he, he called me to his room and, you know, fired me at the same instance. So that was a big lesson I learned in life. And um, and I had, a, I had a friend called Parmi. And uh, so he kind of told me, dude, why don't you, you know, give it a shot doing an MBA or going to a B school and, and then get into corporate. So that's how I landed doing, um, you know, my MBA in marketing from a very premier business school in India. And then... I landed a campus job with Google, and that was my first job as a marketeer. So that was how my journey in corporate started.
0: So yeah, your heart was always in marketing, but then uh, it took some time to you know reach there. Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: It is. Wonderful, wonderful. So uh, why don't you talk a bit around? Uh, you know, I think you have done uh, tremendously well. You know, while you were at Google, and then during that time you also you know started to think about you know entrepreneurship as well so why don't you talk a bit around that
1: yeah so so, so the journey in corporate was was very exciting right because i mean imagine uh, somebody who is in his like very early 20s and he's in a in a job in a company like google that pays you like a fat paycheck and then you have a lot of money at your disposal and you're enjoying traveling around the world flying you know coast to coast in business class so that was like a you know dream come true kind of life and and i did not even know how time flew and like i started you know working from one country to another country like i started in google hyderabad then went to mountain view california in us then went back to new zealand then went to australia then came to india so so i had like a very colorful very very flamboyant uh you know professional journey especially with google and then You know, I thought, oh, I had enough in Google, so let me kind of go back to, you know, Infosys. And then I kind of, I mean, I I kind of did a couple of gigs before I went to Infosys. So I kept on switching jobs just to make sure that I learn and I keep on becoming better and better. Like I started my journey as, you know, digital marketing executive, then moved on to become, you know, digital marketing manager and then, uh, you know, took up a different role and wanted to do sales enablement. Then I had a, you know, I got my hands on analyst relations, public relations, influencer relations, investor relations. So I kind of started trying different roles in marketing and started trying to, you know, I the whole aim was to learn more and get better at all of these. So so that's how I kind of started switching jobs and, you know, kind of switching roles. Right, right. And while So, this, so
0: uh, Raghav, you know, while, while you are uh, here, I think uh, you mentioned, right, I think Google was, you know, a dream job, uh, giving some great uh, money and, you know, recognition and all. Yeah. So most of us, we get trapped in that aspect when we make, you know, a lot of money. We have a great, uh, you know, company brand name associated with us and we become a bit complacent. But uh, you didn't do that. And uh, so so what, what was that, you know, inner motivation factor? To basically, you know, look outside of your comfort zone if you can touch base because I think that'll be very, very helpful for our listeners.
1: Yeah, yeah sure. That's a, that's a very good question, actually. So so the people who know me and who have worked with me and I'm sure you and I worked and had some great time together. So, so people who kind of have worked closely with me kind of know my personality. One, I get restless after this point of time if I continue to do the same thing. And second, I kind of can't, see myself not growing so google was a great place but you know i kind of wanted to get my hands on to everything right i wanted to drive an investor relations i wanted to drive analyst relations and you know google being such a great brand you cannot just overnight go and say i want to do it so so when i went to my boss saying that hey you know what i want to do your job he was like oh, that's good <laughs> but that's not something that will happen like anytime soon so then i said hey, what does it take i mean if i have to be you then what does it take? Then he said, you should go to an Ivy League school. I was like, uh, so I didn't even know what Ivy League schools are. I was like, oh, wow, what does that mean? So he says, like, you should go to, like, of so Stanford's, Harvard's, um, you know, MIT's, and then, you know, kind of get a program there. So I said, sure, what does it take? Let me do it. So then he kind of explained me the process. I went through the process. I got, you know, phenomenal letter of recommendations. So one thing that I would probably want to tell all the audience is if you want to, and if you aim to, be in the top-notch schools in the world, like Harvard and Stanford's. Make sure that along with great grades, great track record, you have great friends who are in influential positions who can write beautiful letter of recommendations for you. You know, Harvard would never care if you got 99% in your 10th grade or you got 30% in your 10th grade. It would care what else have you done other than your job? How many people have you kind of been able to influence? What are the social or impact-based work that you have done so you need to kind of make sure that you're building all of this so fortunately i had kind of built all of this and i had many well-wishers they wrote great you know reco for me and then i kind of landed in harvard and after i finished my course in harvard i was like a restless soul i just wanted to go run conquer the world so that was the feeling i
0: always had we will take a short break now and return back to continue our conversation loved listening to this podcast don't forget to share this with your friends and colleagues to help achieve their potential and create new chapter of their success. I am sure they'll be thrilled with your suggestion. If you have any speaker recommendation that you would like to hear in our future episodes, kindly write to me at anil.m.consulting at gmail.com or drop me a note at my Twitter handle anilkm108 and Instagram handle Cool Anil 108 and I will bring them to our show. Let's get back to our episode and continue our conversation. Let's switch gears a bit and why don't you talk about, uh, uh, you know, how your first venture, you know, came into uh, picture and uh, you know, some interesting stories from there. Oh
1: yeah. So, so, so it was like this, right? I was kind of good at doing multiple gigs and I was, I was kind of um, talking to a lot of friends, a lot of um, um, you know people who are kind of influencers in the industry. So one of the things I was doing was I was kind of uh, um, you know I, I, even today like I run multiple clubs, I'm part of multiple forums just to make sure that I'm constantly learning from people right? I think that's the best way to learn. So, so while I was, I was originally volunteer at UN. And then eventually from volunteer, I kind of got an opportunity to be one of the, you know, advisors to UN in terms of the social media and digital transformation and things like that. So while I was there, um, I used to work for an IT services company as head of marketing. So I knew how social media, digital marketing and all of that helps. And then I was kind of part of UN and I used to interact with these politicians, you know, presidents and prime ministers of large nations. So there was one presidential candidate who was wanting to be the president, you know, he said, Hey, how do I crack this whole equation of, you know, wanting to do social media for campaigns? So I was like, Hey dude, that's like very simple, right? I mean, you kind of make sure you have your messaging, right? You identify your target audience, you identify what would be the most appealing thing for them and whatever you do, be genuine at it. And then, you know, keep on amplifying the message. He was like, wow, is it like that simple? you are you saying? I was like, yeah, I mean, should not be complicated." <laughs> <substituted." laughs> So he was like, will you do it for me? And I was like, sure, I can do it. So so that's how very, very accidentally we kind of landed in an opportunity where we, I got a chance to run a massive presidential campaign. right? I mean, I did not even know that it is going to be a life-changing event. And when we started, when I kind of started working for him, I knew that very quickly I realized one man can't do it. So I kind of went to friends, reached out to them saying that, hey, can you all help me part-time to run this campaign? Because... I did not even know that I have to hire people. So so that's how accidentally it kind of started. And then we eventually, unknowingly landed in a situation where we were running campaign for a presidential candidate. And then he said, hey, you know what, I have to pay you money and how do I pay? I was like, this is my bank account. And he's like, where is your company? That's when I realized, oh, dude, I mean, we need a company. So that, <laughs> that is how we kind of landed up starting our first company. So so this wow. is an interesting story in itself, right? If you if you go to Google and then put my first name and last name, Raghavendra Hunasgi, um, the third article that you see is a coverage on the Entrepreneur Magazine with a title which says, Meet the Man Behind Global Political Campaigns. So I got branded as the guy who runs top-notch president and minister's campaigns.
0: <laughs> wow. Wow. That That is, you know, really interesting. And in fact, I, I would like to, you know, stress the fact uh, that, You have been saying, you know, it came all accidentally, but you were, you know, doing multiple things. You were in the preparation mode, right? So it it didn't happen accidentally. You were uh, uh, ready for the opportunity when it landed in your lap. So I think the key is to be, you know, always uh, open, exploring, learning and, uh, you know, doing the right things so that you are ready when the opportunity knocks the door, you are ready to grab it. So I think uh, that's wonderful
1: yeah absolutely I agree with you Anil so so it was like this right I had a lot of energy i I had a lot of desire to do multiple things, and then I also wanted to go out and conquer um and uh, and one thing that i I probably again would tell all the listeners today is never stop learning right I mean if you stop learning, then you are like dead, right so I always made sure that you know. I kept on learning new things. I, I'm, I'm not sure, maybe, is it like five or, I think five or six years ago, you remember you and I, we went to HubSpot because that was the new, Inbound was the new thing, and we went and took that exam and cracked it, you remember?
0: Right, right, right.
1: Yeah, so so that is how it has been. I mean, I I was always sure that, you know, the last thing that you want in your life is an opportunity presents to you and you're not prepared to take it. That's the worst thing
0: that can happen to anybody. So, Absolutely. In fact, you know, I confess, you know, I have definitely taken that uh, very seriously. And uh, thanks to you, Raghav, you know, I have always been open to learning now yeah. and learning new skills, new things, doing new things. So I think uh, thanks to you.
1: <laughs> Come on, Anil. I think, yeah. <laughs> we kind of enjoy doing it
0: and now we are like loving it right so wow wow awesome I think uh, you know another uh, uh, thing which is uh, uh, you know known about you is you have exited multiple businesses you know and uh, you know made some great money so I think uh, I'm sure you know, there'll be some really interesting experiences and stories which you can share right so you have exited few, few of your businesses. Pretty profitably. Why don't you share, uh, you know, some stuff from
1: there? Yeah, I mean, that should. Um, I have made some good money, but yeah, I mean, I would still want to have a much larger and better exits. But yeah, so one thing that I kind of learned was, you know, in business, you should. It is important to know how to grow, how to scale businesses, and what is more important is you should know when to exit and when to get onto the next gig. Um, there are a lot of case studies, right? If you look at you know business case studies or case studies of startups there are people who built great companies and who are like scaling it and then they kind of could not manage the scale and they either they could not manage or they could not get access to right capital and then it, it turns out into a disaster so so i'm a firm believer of you know continue to build but if you have a great opportunity don't be too emotional just exit and then get on to the next big thing so so yeah so the hnb consulting was the first was the very very first venture very close to our heart that we started like i told you we were managing large political campaigns and all of that there was a point where we decided that you know it doesn't make sense for us and personal values that we have to you know keep on doing campaigns for politicians and uh, so that's when i had a friend in in bay area valley who said hey you know what we are looking for a product like this which is into social listening social outreach and social intelligence so we would love to acquire your product if it is up for sale. And I was like, yeah, sure. So we kind of, you won't believe, like I took the next flight, I I landed in Bay Area. We spent like one week negotiating all the terms, everything. He wanted me to work with them as an employee for like one year to hand over. I said, that's not something that I would do. So I kind of gave one of our best technology architects to them for six months. And we said, now here we go. Boom. (laughs) And we signed the the paperwork and and i was like i was out of my first startup and when i exited my first startup i had no idea on what will be being my next gig so mm-hmm. so yeah so so it was it was fun and after that you know the ripple effect we kind of got started getting connected with people then thought folks digital was born and then thought folks digital got scaled up and then we built thought folks institute of digital transformation and then we made thought folks media then we made asia inc 500 and then we made asia inc 500 capital so (laughs) so today we have a bunch of organizations but the but the good thing is i don't run any of them like operationally i have like very very efficient ceos very efficient leaders who run those organizations and i'm happy kind of building scaling and handing it over
0: to you know great folks who run it wow wow that's that's amazing so uh you know Quite curious, uh, Raghav, you know, so what keeps you motivated to, you know, work on so many multiple projects, you know, ideas, businesses, how do you get that energy?
1: Uh, so, so that's a good question. Anil. So, so basically, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I believe, so I'm a firm believer of, you know, a God or a superpower that kind of guides all of us to do things right. So, so I'm sure that there is. it's God who is kind of pushing all of us to do better and better with every passing day uh, but i would uh, i would probably attribute most of my drive to do things to two people whose uh, biographies have kind of you know moved me and kind of have really touched me so one is steve jobs obviously we all kind of consider him as the hero i mean undoubtedly he is uh, he is the man who kind of showed world on what a transformation really means and then the most recent guy is elon musk so when I look at these guys, right, I mean, and think about it. Here's a guy who is building a solar city. He's building an electric car. He's building a you know, spaceship to the Mars and whatnot. <laughs> so right. I feel if, if people can do it, I mean, we are all the same human beings. We all have same 24 hours. We have similar energy levels. So why not try to do more things, achieve more? See, and, uh, so Swami Virmathananda once said, right, the, the best thing about trying to do something is if you succeed, you will lead the team. And if you fail, you would have learned the lesson, and you would tell the team what not to do to invent or to do something new. So, so that has been my drive uh, to do multiple things, uh, to try multiple things, and make sure that the, your energy levels are always high.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. And um, so, why don't you, you know, share a bit around, you know, uh, over your journey or you know this part which you have seen. You know, what do you attribute your you know, success too. like, uh, is there any specific ingredient, which you are very passionate about, which you believe has definitely helped you out uh, with, you know, massive success here. So can you share, you know, some of those, you know, success ingredients or mantras for our audience as well? Uh, so, so a couple of things, right. One is,
1: uh, so this is what I have learned, uh, after a long time in the journey is uh, there is nothing called uh, there is nothing called failure in life um and there is nothing bigger than life uh, so so if you are not able to accomplish something and if you kind of give up um which means that you know god has a better idea or a better opportunity or a better or a bigger thing for you to try and um, and the only thing that we as human beings can do is work extra hard so so this is what i tell my team members also right let's say we are trying to work on a project we are putting in 8 hours it's not working 10 hours not working 25 hours 50 hours 100 hours there is no way that it will not work right it has to happen so so you know one thing that i believe is the the easiest mantra and the oldest mantra in the history of mankind is work hard and work smart if you continue to you know believe in yourself your dream and continue to work hard there is no way why you will not succeed maybe you won't succeed at this project but you will definitely end up succeeding in the next one or the one after that but you will definitely make it big in life
0: so so perseverance uh, with you know massive you know uh, hard work and uh, never give up attitude i think uh, that's what i can you know pick from what you have been saying
1: absolutely absolutely
0: right right great and so coming coming back uh, to another you know interesting work which you have been doing you have been publishing some great books you know on branding on you know personal finance and i think there is one you know very very interesting book uh, which you are about to launch so why don't you talk about uh, you know how did this idea of you know publishing books came and uh, how did that happen?
1: <laughs> so I will tell you the very interesting story, right? Nobody, uh, I think I have kind of spoken on some of the television shows and uh, some of the talks, but I have never revealed this uh, secret, which I'm going to tell only on your uh, talk show on so, <laughs> so, So here is how the whole book thing started. When I was doing my MBA, I, like I told you, I kind of come from a very... Uh, you know, lower middle class family background. Um, I had no idea or no clue on, you know, how do you make money to sustain the, you know, huge fees and, you know, expensive books and all of that. So that is when I was, I was an understudy for the HOD of our finance uh, professor. And then he kind of uh, used to always tell me to take notes and you know, kind of then translate them and help them into, you know, make them into manuscripts and all of that. So. While working with him, I got so much of depth into this whole, the way finance and personal finance and investing works. I told him that, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm really excited about personal finance and I want to know more and learn more. So I learned it. And then he said, why don't you trans, you know, you know, scribble all of this and make it a book so that at least all your classmates can buy it. So that is how this whole thing started. I kind of made a quick book. It's like a very, very small, thin book. And, you know, we kind of published it and i didn't even know how to publish it so the first edition was actually handwritten notes that was that i xeroxed in the shops and i started selling and and then i made money and i was like wow so <laughs> so that was an accidental discovery and then i kind of after we sold like 100 copies of those xerox notebooks we kind of got it formally published and then i kind of made money so
0: so the, the well, inter- in fact you know uh, rago I, I would like to uh, do a you know dedicated episode on that personal finance itself because I believe, you know, that is one area which most of us struggle, and I think uh, you can share some, you know, amazing uh, tips and tricks for managing your personal success, uh, personal finance and obviously, you know, growing your wealth. So we will we'll, uh, do a some deep dive, uh, you know, show on that itself. Sure, sure, I'll be happy. Yeah.
1: So so that happened and then um, and then when that happened i was like wow so so the the original motto started with me wanting to kind of manage my finances and you know kind of make some extra money but then i realized writing is something that i kind of loved and and when you kind of you know research read invent discover and write about it and then people read about it and appreciate it kind of gives you that sense of you know i am giving back something to the society and books books are such wonderful things i mean if you end up writing a meaningful book that will live on for generations even after you leave this planet so i was like i was really thrilled so that so that's how i kind of wrote my first book my second book was purely out of passion that i have for branding so i kind of wanted to put out everything that i know about branding so i was kind of writing in a in a, in a brand called in a website a blog that i had called brandopedia and then somebody told me hey why are you just blogging it why don't you make it a book? So that's when I kind of went out and made a book on Brandopedia. And that was kind of also very well-received. A lot of business schools in India kind of started referring it. And I was very thrilled.
0: And why- I think that uh, that book is available on Amazon. So uh, listeners, I would highly encourage you can read that book. It's an amazing piece of work which Raghav has published. So Brandopedia is the book. I think you should go ahead and, you know, grab your copy. thanks Anil thank you so much
1: so I would love to come on your show again and again to promote all my books (laughs) yeah so so that was my next book and then I kind of started doing some like real serious work on you know how is this whole sales and marketing fraternity working together hand in hand So, so when I kind of made substantial amount of research and work on it I said now is the time for me to write a really really sharp focused book on that area so that is my newest book it's called marketing uh which is like yes marketing sales and marketing so right. it has it has close to 11 chapters it's a huge book of 400 plus pages and uh, it will be i'm expecting it to hit the stands in the month of um, september or october and uh, and i would you know i would definitely love to come back on your show and talk more about that so that's my third and the newest book.
0: Absolutely. I think that's super exciting because this is one, you know, uh, such area which is core to every company you, you know, speak with, right? So everybody wants to have a great alignment between, you know, sales and marketing team because ultimately that's the way they'll be able to entice their customers and add a lot of value to their customers itself. So very, very relevant. I am looking forward to grabbing that book and reading about it. Awesome. Awesome. (laughs) Right. So, uh, great. I think, uh, uh, you know, another uh, stuff, which I wanted to uh, check with you. So uh, do you have any, you know, specific advice for our listeners uh, that you believe that they can implement today to kickstart their, you know, success journey?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I, I would love to share what I have learned, uh, and probably like I would, I would you know tell you as like top three, top four lessons that I learned in my life, and I would definitely love to share that with all the listeners, and and will be happy if they can kind of make their life better with those. So so let me like kind of quickly tell you right. Uh, the first lesson that I have learned in my life, right from the time my mom had a heart attack, from the time I got transformed, from a last venture, just being able to pass to you know able to accumulate so many gold medals and things like that i have realized one thing so in life if everything is happening as you are planning then it is good if things are not happening as you have planned it is great because god is writing a better story for you so always believe that whatever is happening is happening by you know god's will and 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 his will lies our highest good so never get disheartened never think oh shit you know i'm failing or shit things are not going right way in my life just make sure that every way you every day when you wake up you say you know thank god because you woke up i mean that's like number 1 so many people go to sleep and they don't wake up next day so the moment we wake up that itself is like a big thing and you know have gratitude to god that you woke up and make sure that you go out and give your best every single day doesn't matter if you're writing an email you're writing a book you're writing a blog you are helping your team member you're creating a brochure You are making a sales call, put your complete life energy on it and just do it and you will see wonders will start happening. So, so, so that's like the lesson number one. Lesson number two that I have learned very, very recently, which I, I kind of have started believing is the key mantra is, you know, the attitude of gratitude. You cannot thank God, friends, family, neighbors, your people around you enough for all the things that you have, all the good things you have in life, right? So always kind of thank people, thank everybody who is contributing to your success and see what is that you can do to add value, right? I mean, when I was running my, my first startup, the whole intention was, let me make money, let me make money, let me make money. And we made very little money. From the second company, third company, fourth company, when we started, we said, how do I add value? How do I make my customers happy? How do I add value? And money will just follow. So so, so that is the you know second key takeaway. Um the third thing that I have been talking all through your show is, is, is all about hard work. You have no reason on why you should not work that extra hard, extra efforts uh, you know, to achieve your goal. Because if you're not working hard, you have no right to claim or dream for higher things in life. So, so probably these are like three key takeaways that I would say you know, would shape somebody's life to a greater
0: height. Wonderful, wonderful, uh, Raghav, I think these are uh, absolutely, you know, great success principles, and I'm sure, you know, everybody can implement it right away. So that's great. So, um, Raghav, tell me, uh, do you read books and which are those books which have inspired you um, along the way?
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I I read a lot of books. Like, uh, one thing that I enjoy doing is, you know, read books. like I said, like I was, I'm, I'm hugely motivated by Elon Musk, and he's an amazing example of what happens when you read a book, right? I mean, he is launching, he's building a spaceship to Mars just by reading books. <laughs> so, so that's what you can pull off. So, some of the books that that are like my all-time favorites is, 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 um, you know, Outliers is one. Uh, there is a book called Unusual Billionaires. It's like a fabulous book. I suggest everybody should read it on how to build billion dollar sustaining enterprises. Then there is uh, another book called Dhanda. So Dhanda is a Gujarati word in in which means business. And Dhanda is a book which talks about the lives of 10 great people who have built billion dollar enterprises from like almost from scratch. So that is a very, very inspiring book. And one book that I feel has solution to every problem on this planet is Bhagavad Gita. So I mean, not from a religion standpoint, but the way it is narrated and written, it's it's a fabulous book. So I mean, these are like probably my top five favorites.
0: Right. Awesome. You know, I have uh, made a note of this, and uh, uh, few of them I have read. I'll I'll pick up you know others which I haven't. So uh, thanks for sharing. So Raghav, uh, tell me another uh, you know aspect. Uh, I believe strongly believe you know you need to have a great family support. Uh, for you know whatever success you plan to achieve right so how, how how is your family support and what do you do for maintaining that you know sort of you know work life balance so uh, what, what is that you know advice which you have for people uh, for maintaining that you know great work work life balance
1: i i wish i could get my wife on this call uh, uh, anil but um... But yeah, I mean, for me, I mean, I am I, a strong believer that, uh, you know, you need a huge support system if you have to go out and conquer the world. And, and I have been fortunate enough that I had a great, I mean, I have I, been having great you know support from family right from my childhood. My parents were like super supportive. You know, if the listeners are parents of young adults, of children who are growing up, make sure that you extend 100 percent unconditional support for your children to go out and build great things. And then coming to, you know, the family life after I started my companies and all of that, I'm sure you will agree being an entrepreneur, it is very difficult to do the work-life balance, right? So my wife has been a phenomenal anchor in kind of balancing everything that I cannot do as a father when I cannot do as a husband. Like when I am traveling, when I am like on the road selling, building companies, she is making sure that she is balancing out everything. She is giving quality time to children, telling them you know, all the great things that we are building and, you know, how life is going to be great. So so you need to make sure that you have perfect support system to make sure that you excel in whatever you do. And and, and that was a spot on question, Anil. And, and you need to make sure that you make your family understand your vision and what you are getting out to and make sure that they are fully in sync with what you do. I mean, never, I mean, I've seen a lot of my fellow entrepreneurs who, you know who say hey, you know what my wife doesn't understand my kids don't understand i don't want to tell them that's a very wrong attitude make sure that your family is part of your journey and they are walking the path that you are At think they are at least familiar with the path that you are taking so so that's a very very important thing
0: wonderful and uh so lastly you just want to check so what is that uh, is keeping you busy and excited so what's that you know gig that you are doing right away
1: <laughs> so we are now building. So Asia Inc. 500 is my is my biggest ambitious project that I'm working on. We are we are Asia's leading business publication house where we publish magazines that is being distributed to 70,000 plus CEOs across Asia and and we are a largest event platform. We hosted some of the largest events in India and Korea. So so my next ambitious project is to make sure that. Asia gets to a level where we do large scale, massive events where we have thousands of thought leaders coming, talking, exchanging ideas and building some cool stuff and making sure that Asia in 500 magazine kind of becomes the top notch or most preferred magazine for every CEOs, not just in Asia, but all over the world. So that is something that is keeping me up all night, thinking on what next, what next on Asia in.
0: Wow. And uh, lastly, you know, if, if our listeners would like to get in touch with you, where can they find you? You know, why don't you talk talk a bit about that, uh, if, how they can reach out to you or probably, uh, you know, know about uh, the great work which you have been doing. So what what are those places where they can, you know, refer?
1: So sure. Uh, like, like we've been talking, I'm a very social media, very digital guy. So if you just Google my name. Raghavendra Hunasgi, R A G H A V E N D R A H U N A S G I. You will find me absolutely active on LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. I have my YouTube channel where I put all my videos, and you—I mean—you will find a bunch of email IDs where you can, you know, kind of email me. Uh, I try and answer most of questions most of the times. If not, you know, accept my apologies. So, so, so those are the best ways, but LinkedIn is the most preferred channel. I mean. I kind of check my LinkedIn 10 times a day and uh, most of the emails or messages that come to my LinkedIn are answered.
0: Great. Great. Uh, Thank you, Raghav. I think, uh, you know, the hour spent just like that and uh, it was amazing having a discussion with you and uh, thanks for coming to our show and also sharing your story and some of the, you know, key ingredients and success principles that have, uh, helped you in your journey so uh, really well uh, uh, value you know your contribution here
1: Anil, yeah, thank you so much and i can't tell you how how happy i am talking to you because you know one you have been a great friend and you know great colleague and, and i i still recollect all the time that we spent together learning new things experimenting new things and marketing and all of that and i know this show of yours is going to be a big big massive hit And uh, I am, I mean, I, like I told you in the beginning, it's, it's my honor and privilege to be, you know, to be on your show and talking to you and telling you my journey. So thank you so much for having me on your show, Anil.
0: Thank you. And bye. I hope you enjoyed our today's episode as much as I did while having conversation with my guest and have taken some practical tips that you can implement today to start defining your pathway to success. Loved listening to this podcast. Don't forget to share this with your friends and colleagues to help achieve their potential and create new chapter of their success. I am sure they'll be thrilled with your suggestion. If you have any speaker recommendation that you would like to hear in our future episodes, kindly write to me at anil.m.consulting at gmail.com or drop me a note at my Twitter handle anilkm108 and Instagram handle Cool Anil 108, and I will bring them to our show. You can also write me with your suggestions and feedback to improve this forecast. Bye for today, and I look forward to bringing another exciting episode soon. Till then, go and create your pathway for success.